Welcome again to uh, the podcast, Limit on the Edge. Uh, we're going to go ahead and preview week three of the NCAA football season. Uh, I'm your host, Lane Lemon, and with me today, uh, I got Wayne Thomas. Uh, he's my buddy from uh, the group chat. Right, uh, the group shout, chat. Out, shout out to the group <laughs> chat. Um, we, uh, I like, I like talking sports with Wayne because he, he always has, he always sees it in a different way than me. Uh, we kind of have opposite um, views on a lot of things when it comes to sports, but he's a good debater, and it's it's always fun to to right, see you, how see how he sees things and compare it to how I see things. So, uh, welcome Wayne, and I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. And it's always better to debate with somebody who doesn't have the same view as you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Y'all agreeing on the same thing, then it's you know, is it really a debate? Yeah, it's gonna get boring. <laughs> Right. All right. So uh, we'll just go right into the, the top 25 rankings coming out of week two, going into week three. Um, top five remains kind of the same. You got Alabama, Clemson, Georgia at three, Ohio State at four, and Oklahoma at five. Um, no surprise there. Uh, all two and no teams. Uh, pretty successful in the first two weeks. Uh, Wisconsin at six, who got a first place vote, which I think is kind of funny that that uh, <laughs> you're sixth with a first place vote. So you were third in the first place voting, but sixth in the overall voting. Right. But uh, Auburn, seven. Notre Dame, eight. Stanford, nine. Coming off a really kind of a boring game win against USC, 17-3. to three. Uh, Washington is 10. Um, they're the first team with a loss. Uh, so, what do you think about that being as a loss to Auburn? They're they're one and one, but they're ranked up still in the top ten. You think that that they're deserved to be ranked against Penn State, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, TCU, people like that that are two and zero? Well, definitely Penn State because I think Penn State barely got out of Appalachian State alive. Right. So, I definitely they played against. A team were they ranked ahead of Auburn or were they behind Auburn? Um, I believe they were ahead of them. I think they were like six, and Auburn was like eight or nine. Okay, so they lost to a they lost to a team that's in the top ten. So I don't think they should fall that low. But right, I'm not I'm not against it. Yeah, I mean it's still early. It'll shake itself out. So really, the rankings don't matter until we're two or two thirds through the season or so. Uh, Really, around the time the college football playoff rankings come out. Uh, you got LSU, or like I said, Penn State, LSU at 12, uh, Virginia Tech at 13, West Virginia coming at 14, even though they, w- they will not play this week. Uh, TC with the big game against o- Ohio State. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, 15, uh, Mississippi State, 16, Boise State, UCF, Michigan. They're at 19, the second one-loss team in their standings. Uh, Oregon, Miami, USC, and Arizona State around the top 23, and that's where my printer cut off the ranking, so I don't have 24 well, and 25. Well, 24 is Oklahoma State, and 25, for some reason, some odd reason, is Michigan State. I don't understand why they're still ranked. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, but, I don't know. They lost to Arizona State, right? Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. That, yeah and, and then they almost lost to Utah State. That's a head scratcher. I really don't get why they still rank, but yeah, that's the brand, I guess. Yeah, but so, um, okay, go ahead. No, um, so we're we'll go into the we'll just highlight some of the best matchups of the week. 
Um, first one, we're going to go with number 12, LSU. Uh, they traveled to Jordan-Hare Stadium uh, to face Auburn. Uh, Auburn's a 10.5-point uh, favorite, so they're giving up 10.5 with the over-under at 44.5. Um, last week, LSU beat Southeastern Louisiana 31-0. to zero. Uh, Although the game was kind of closer than that, uh, the offense kind of stalled out a lot. Didn't get a lot going, had a lot, uh, I think a couple touchdowns on the defense. Uh, so I think a big key to the game um, is how the, Joe Burrows handles the Auburn defense. And if he can move the ball um, or if, if they're going to, you know, um, not be able to move it at all and it turns into a field position game to where you have to kind of assume that the athletes in the Auburn offense, uh, Jared Stidham, the quarterback, who's a more experienced guy that can has been in these kind of slow grinded out games, can, can move the ball and score a few times. Uh, how how do you think Joe Burrows will handle that if 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 he goes down you know a couple touchdowns? I don't know. I think if they go down a couple touchdowns, they're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. I think he's more of like I think if they in order for them to win, they need him to be like a game manager and let right. the defense you know take the load on the running backs or whatever. But as far as him, yeah, I, I can't see them winning if he has to carry the load. <laughs> Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Uh, he hasn't proven enough, and that's why I think 10.5 is a good spread. I think I would take Auburn in this game. But um, if you want to get back to, and hope you see a you know typical SEC grinded-out, low-scoring affair, um, I, LSU always has a chance because of their defense, and they stay in every game due to that. So we'll see uh, what Joe Burrows is made of, see if he can handle the pressure from the defensive line there. Uh, Auburn has their tenacious defensive line. Um, so do you anticipate a low-scoring game, or do you think uh, Auburn will kind of pull away? Uh, I think, I'm going to be honest, the first team that scores 20 wins, in my opinion. I don't yeah. think it goes fast. And I think it's going to be Auburn, of course. I think Auburn yeah. defense is amazing. So, Yeah, it's a game-changer, and then they've got a good running back. Uh, and then, like I said, Sidham, he's not great, but uh, he doesn't make mistakes, and he's he is that game manager. But he's also he's got a decent arm, uh, and they've got good good athletes uh, always on the outside at Auburn. So, uh, who are you gonna take there with the ten and a half? You're gonna take Auburn. Uh, I don't think I don't think they win by ten and a half. I think they win by a touchdown. I think it's closer than the spread, but okay. I do. I do expect Auburn to like not really be, I don't know, scared. Like, you know, you're not never throughout the game, you don't think they're going to lose type thing, you know? Right. Right. So you kind of expect Auburn to control the, the field position and and eventually, you know, outlast the, the defense. Right. It's going to be a defensive type game, if you ask me. Like, it's going to be back and forth. Three and a bunch of three and outs. <laughs> right. Yep. Typical SEC game. You're right. Yeah, so. Okay, so next up we'll go Boise State at Oklahoma State. Uh, we got Boise State coming in. Week two, they destroyed UConn 62-7. to seven. Um, You have Brett Ripon coming in. He's a veteran quarterback. Boise State returns most of their defense. Um, so they're arguably kind of more of a complete team than Oklahoma State, which is a big test for uh, the Big 12 team that Big 12 so far in the first two weeks, they're one in four versus non-conference uh, Power Five opponents here in the first two weeks. So that's not good at all for uh, when you look at college football playoff rankings. 
Um, coming down late in the season, the whole conference, you know, is looked at as being the weakest conference, and the best of the be- of that conference, you know, that they're not going to be looked as as strong uh, as others. Um, so, although you know, Boise State isn't a Power Five opponent, they're that caliber here in the last 15 years. Um, so I think it's going to be a really big test for Oklahoma State. We're going to see what they're made of with their new quarterback. Right. You need you need them as far as West Virginia goes. They need them to win this game, right? Right. Yeah, I mean. Further, further down the line. We need Oklahoma State to stay ranked. Yeah, definitely. You got teams so, like Texas that, I mean, Texas is barely beaten Tulsa, lost to Maryland week one. We don't really have uh, TCU goes out and lays an egg against Ohio State. And Boise State loses this game, then really it's just West Virginia and Oklahoma, and West Virginia still hasn't proved anything. Right. I don't so. know, and I think I think Oklahoma State wins this game. If you ask me, yeah, I think I'm always like weary of teams like Boise State that plays like big conference, you know type of game. I don't know if they're ready for that type of style. And then Oklahoma State can score with the best of them. Mm-hmm. So, Boise State needs more of these games, though, if you ask me. I mean, you look at, I, I saw a stat the other day since 2006, I think they've only played like 10 Power 5 opponents. And, I mean, that's 12 years to only play 10 Power 5 opponents. I mean, you're not setting yourself up to be considered at the end of the year or to be considered whenever the expansion time comes for these conferences. Um, you got to really put yourself out there and contend and compete. You know, whenever they've been there, they've they've done well, um, but the volume just doesn't show as much as you'd like to if you want to trust them, putting them you know into a Big Twelve or you know Pac Twelve scenario or whatever. If, if an expansion was to happen, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so who do you think we got? Oklahoma, you said Oklahoma State. They're minus two here, so they're giving up two points. Uh, the over-under is 64-and-a-half, so it's looking to be a high-scoring oh, game, which I think it will be a high-scoring game. I, de- I think it reaches that over. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I'm not sure. I think it's going to be a who-has-the-ball-last type of game. Oh, oh that's, okay, so you think it's going to be real close. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty close. I think it's going to be... Uh, Maybe a field goal, but I think it's going to be a late touchdown that um, hopefully Oklahoma State wins it. But, you know, we'll see. And, and as West Virginia takes care of their business, then we'll be fine. I'm going right. to go I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State simply because, I mean, I do think it's, it could be a toss-up type game. But with them being at home, I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's a tough environment to play. Yeah. Um, so, still water. I kind of feel like it's going to be another close one. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, we forgot got the ball last. Right. right. So, Alabama versus Ole Miss is going to be the next one we show. Uh, Bama is a 21-point favorite, and the over-under is 70-and-a-half, which that is makes me just freeze in my tracks and makes me not know what to do. Um, so, Bama, the, last week, 57-7 to win against... Uh, the tough opponent in Arkansas State. <laughs> nice pancake game. 
Um, you know, Bama keep a couple pancake games on their schedule. Exactly. You see that guy? Speaking of pancake, did you see that guy? That uh, he's a defensive coach. Uh, I think somewhere in college ranks. Um, every single time one of his players gets a pancake block, he comes to the sideline, and they give him a big shot of maple syrup. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I haven't <laughs> seen that. that. I, I, saw that on, <laughs> I think I saw that on uh, Get Up this morning. Oh, really? I gotta, I gotta take a look at that. Yeah, that's funny. So, uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, Bama, easy game in week two. But in the last four years, they've kind of struggled here with Ole Miss. Uh, the last four games, they're two and two straight up and one and three against the spread. Uh, in the last four games against Ole Miss, and this game is at Ole Miss. Uh, so, I have a. Wayne, if you, how much Jalen Hurts do you think that we see uh, if the game is close? Um, honestly, not a lot. If it's a close game, I don't think so. I honestly think the other quarterback, Tua, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. Tua to, let me just go with Tua, right? <laughs> yeah, I, we'll call him Tua for now. Yeah, yeah, I think he's clearly the better quarterback. I don't think anybody... I don't even think Nick Saban thinks that the other guy, Hurts, is the better quarterback than Tua. I have a theory so on I think this. It, I have a theory on this that I shared in the last show. Okay, um, so what's your theory? It's, I think that really Nick Saban is just keep saying this is still, you know, still a controversy. No one has the job. They're setting the other. Because he doesn't want Jalen Hurts to jump ship and go to LSU or jump ship and go to Auburn and start next week, not next year. Or redshirt. I don't know if he can't transfer and start immediately, but um, oh, you know, I, he, he, I don't saying. think. I think he's just trying to delay that and uh, hope that something figures itself out to where maybe one, if one of them gets hurt, he's still there and still happy enough to play. Uh, right. So I think he's trying to delay it as long as he can. But I think it's obvious to everyone, and everyone's really saying it in the media that it's to his job. To is a better quarterback. He's a better player. Uh, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts and everything about him, but he's a game manager at the end of the day, and a very talented and athletic one. Uh, I think, I think just the system uh, doesn't allow some Alabama quarterbacks to really show everything that they have. Um, but I think Tua changes the offense. And I think. Yeah, that, and I also think I, I got a kind of theory <coughs> also with that too. Um. Nick Saban is like one of those coaches that's about safety. It's like let let my defense win the game for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't want my quarterback trying to do too much. I think that's why Hurts is still in the game because Hurts doesn't do too much. And Tua, you could if you take a look at some of his games and some of the throws he makes, he takes chances. <laughs> yeah, he takes a lot of chances. I think that may scare Nick Saban. So that's, that's probably why he puts, you know, her still in the conversation. I got gotcha. you. Just some stability. Right, just to calm things down in case, you know, still gets a little bit too crazy out there. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good theory as well. I but, think it might be I mean, even a mixture of both. Right. But as far as this game goes, I'm kind of interested to see how this secondary stacks up against the old Miss receivers. They got some talented receivers on their side. Yeah, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Right. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how the secondary, the secondary looks against these guys. I mean, there's these, these wide receivers are going to be playing on Sunday. 
and these DBs are going to be playing on Sunday. Right. So <laughs> it's going to be very interesting to watch, and I'm excited to, to, to catch that game. Um, yeah, I mean, if hopefully giving up after we, last week, Ole Miss beat Southern Illinois 76-41. to 41. So although, obviously, see the offensive power, firepower is there. It's 41 points to Southern Illinois is uh, worrisome. When you got someone like Tua, Toya Gaia-Valoa or something like that on the <laughs> other side. Do you think it stays close? Uh, I think it does, uh, at least for three quarters. I think it might be one of those where, okay, we're either tied or maybe Ole Miss even has a field goal lead at halftime and we're going into the third and then Alabama's up by 10 at the end of the third and they pull away and end up winning by 15. I could right. very well see it being that game. And I'm not saying it's going to be that way. I'm saying I could see it be that way, but that's for a later portion of the show. Yeah, I'm not saying, okay. I'm not saying really a blowout in this one, but you're right. It is later for sure. <laughs> All right. So, next up, we have USC at Texas. Um, Texas is a three-and-a-half-point favorite for some reason. Um, <laughs> and the over-under is 47. So, I really like USC if you're betting this weekend. Yeah, I'm as, with you. I'm 100% with you. Sorry to cut you off, but if you're a betting man, I definitely think you should put the house on USC. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, as Memphis scores another touchdown, and they're up 35 to 10 on Georgia State. Jesus. Yes, sir. That tw- minus 29 is looking pretty solid for me. Yeah, it definitely is. So, um, but as far as you would see, I don't. I really don't understand why Texas is his favorite. Is it because they're at home? I would have to be. And I mean, USC scored three points against Stanford last week, um, so they're not exactly you know, doing great themselves. But Stanford is a really good defense. They allowed seven points week one and three points week two. Um, so Stanford is respectable. Texas, I mean, they beat Tulsa 28-21 last week. It was close down to the end. They pulled it out. Um, would have been a disastrous loss for Tom Herman uh, in Texas, but uh, they pulled it out. and So it's going to be kind of a battle of the currently overrated historical football programs. Um, right. You know, I think the one thing I you the one thing I see on in this um, matchup, USC, if you, in my opinion, has the better offense, right? Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Texas, one of Texas' biggest problems is on third down, they can't stay on the field. They can't convert third downs. Right. So if, if it comes down to it, I think that may be the reason why USC wins because they're able to stay on the field longer than Texas. And I found a really yeah, sad to. stat today uh, whenever I was looking on ESPN. Um, <laughs> this this was what the national title game, two thousand eight. Okay. Was that what it was? I don't know. Something like that. I think it was like that. Yeah. Something Texas like that. USC. Yeah. Vince Young, Matt Leiner. Yeah. So tickets to this game are as low as five dollars on StubHub. <laughs> Are you, are you kidding me? It's USC, Texas. 2006. Yeah, Rose 2006, Bowl, right? okay. Yep. 2006. That's, that's crazy. That $5. <laughs> I mean, we can pay $400 to fly there and pay $5 to walk in the door. 
Yeah, that's crazy. You just a hot and ready, man. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we it's cheap as a hot and ready. Walking with a hot and ready. That's right. Right. That's right. insane, man. But um, yeah. Wow, I can't believe that. Honestly. Yeah. That's all that. I was like, Texas. Wow. You would imagine thinking that back in 2006 that it tickets would be so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> right. Further down the line, right? Crazy. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just because I feel like Texas, nobody's, I mean, if you're a Texas fan, there's no reason to go into this game with any hope or, you know, excitement. Yeah, really. I mean, They're to be done. honest, it's two teams that so far has underperformed and hasn't looked that great. Texas may go 500 this year, in my opinion. <laughs> they may go 500. And if that's the case, then how do you, like, you know, see them beating USC right now? I, I just don't, don't see it. Especially by four points. So, yeah, I would bet the house on USC. Um, I may. I don't know. I would definitely just bet. You bet USC straight up. Don't take the spread. Just bet them straight up. You'll get more money if you just bet them straight up. Yeah, true. And just go that way, yeah. Because they're definitely going to win this game. They're not losing. Yeah, so US, so USC um, don't come after us if they lose for your money. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want any of that. Right. Uh, Ohio State goes to Jerry World in Dallas uh, to play to uh, face TCU. Um, Ohio State is a 13-point favorite, and the over/under for this game is 59 and a half. Um, I, I I think a couple keys to this game: um, the pass rush for Ohio State is vicious. Um, see if they can slow down Sean Robinson, TCU's quarterback. He he's a dual threat guy. I watched him a little bit against SMU here last week. Uh, they beat SMU forty-two to twelve. Although they started off very very slow, and it was kind of a mixed running and passing attack. I mean he's he's a good quarterback. He's athletic, but it, I mean it was raining a lot during that game against SMU. So um, hopefully. Uh, he can tighten things up because if he plays like he did against SMU, then they're not gonna they're not gonna bode very well <laughs> against uh, an Ohio State defense like this. Right. Uh, so I mean they they have a very good pass rush. Hopefully they can get some designs of plays. Gary Peterson or Patterson uh, can design some plays to uh, get the ball to his hands quickly, move the ball, uh, and kind of get the defense on its heels instead of dominating the line of scrimmage. Yeah, so um, this is an interesting game for me. Well, one, me being a Michigan fan, I'll always root against the team that's that's ranked and that's going against Ohio State. I want to see them lose. But I also think Ohio State can struggle with dual threat quarterbacks. So you get a quarterback that can move. He has to be a factor on the ground. Like he has to rush for like eight rushes type 60 type yard. Yeah. Day in order for them to be effective. Maybe get a touchdown with one of those. In order for them to stay closer, maybe win this game out, he, Sean Robinson has to have maybe the game of his career <laughs> in order for him to win this game. Yeah, that, Ohio State defense is legit. Yeah, definitely would be the game of, the game of his career so far. You know, uh, Ohio State, they always have the dual, dual threat uh, quarterbacks, and that's what makes their offense so, um, so dangerous. So you kind of beat him with their own medicine there with the dual threat quarterback and Sean Robinson. Uh, I saw a stat: Ohio State is two and three in their last five games against ranked Big Twelve opponents. Uh, obviously, last year losing to Oklahoma, 
I think it was at Oklahoma. No, 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 no. It was at uh, Columbus because that's when they stuck the flag in the O. And right. Another dual threat quarterback. Exactly. Early so, in the season. Which a lot of Big 12 uh, quarterbacks are pretty dual threat. So. Right. And I like the fact that... um. I was about to say, I like the fact that... Oh, it, I wanted to ask you, is Urban Meyer coming back for this game? No, he's. this is his last game of his suspension. So this is interesting because this is a game against a ranked opponent that he won't be there for. So if yeah. it's close and it comes down... In an NFL coach, stadium. Right, the coaching, oh man, that might be serious. Like uh, Gary <laughs> Patterson's a great coach uh, against Ryan Day, who's the interim head coach. Uh, you know, you know, you never know how much um, a sideline presence is until you actually play in a big situation. You're in a fourth quarter, and uh, it's coming down to uh, you know, coming down to it. You got to make some plays, manage the clock, manage your timeouts, and if you get a guy in there that's not experienced in doing things like that, I mean, it's 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 troublesome for your offense, troublesome for your team. Um, Definitely, like I can see how that can turn into a TCU favor. Another reason why you to like TCU in this game. So should I should I set off the upset alert? Yeah, that's who I'm running with. That's my upset alert. I got TCU, man. In Jerry's world, I got them knocking off Ohio State, the first top five team to lose. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. go with my upset alert. I got Ole Miss 42, Alabama 38. I think Ole Miss pulls off the upset at home. Uh, I think the high powered offense just stuns Alabama. Uh, and they get them on their heels, and um, uh, you get hyped up at home. The defense can do anything. Hopefully, Tua, if he gets out of rhythm a little bit, maybe he gets an interception or two. Uh, get Ole Miss going, and I think uh, it's it's a high-scoring affair, and I think Ole Miss wins at 42-38. to 38. That's my upset of the week. Hmm. Two top five teams going down. Hey, it happens every year, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm not it surprised. Really does. <laughs> so I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't know. TCU plus 13 is dangerous. I mean, they can put up points, but I don't know. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, I'm just the big factor of it being in Jerry's world and you not having Obermeyer on the sideline and things go down like badly for them. How do they react? Like, do they remain poised and calm if something bad happens? I mean, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see, but I'm I'm banking on TCU and Sean Robinson being able to create enough offense for them to take this one off. There we go. I would say like the score prediction, if if I was to predict the score, I'd say 34-30 TCU. Okay, 34-30, that's, that's a yeah. good score. <laughs> well, I mean, you know them big, you know them big teams can score, man. Yeah, anytime Ohio State's in the losing end, I'm behind it. So, uh, we got your team here, SMU facing Michigan. I'm sorry, your team, Michigan, facing SMU at home. Uh, Michigan, a 36 point dog. And I'm not gonna lie, I doubted Michigan last week. They had a huge spread. I said they can't score, and they came out and they put up a lot of points. So I didn't bet against them, but I didn't bet with them. And, uh, you just watched the game. And, yeah. yeah, I just uh, yeah, I said, I'll, I'll check Michigan out this week and then I'll re-evaluate. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't blame you. I mean, 36 against SMU. We got T- 
TCU beat them by 30. Um, but TCU also started very slow. It was a wet football game. Um, so in the big house, uh, obviously, Michigan is a big favorite to win. Uh, after beating, be. Yeah, after beating Western Michigan 43 or 49 to three last week. Uh, Wayne, you got any keys to this game other than just run the ball down their throat? Or uh, that's that's usually Michigan way of doing business. Um, as far as SMU goes, though, they're not good as an offense <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch any of the TCU SMU game? No, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Their quarterback is. He's a gunslinger, but he's like the poor man's Brett Favre, but oh, real, God. very so, poor, very so poor. That, that means a lot of turnovers. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he's a big boy, took a few hits, but that's not going to bode well for Michigan. Yeah, that, that's against TCU, a good defense, <laughs> and Michigan I think is a little better than TCU. So and I think the last the score of the Michigan game was forty-nine to three. Western Michigan. I mean, yes, against Western Michigan. Yeah, so Michi- Western Michigan only scored three points, right? Correct. I could see the same thing happening for SMU. Um, they put up, SMU put up 256 and 242 total yards in their first two games. That's not going to go. Not good. <laughs> and you got to think about it. Most of that was now, probably in garbage time. Yeah. So that's not going to bode well Ooh. against a team that rushes the passers so well. And, you know, great linebackers and everything. Michigan offense is going to have a field day because yep. they're going to be on the field so long. Yep. That defense is going to be three and out, three and out, three and out all day long. So I could see if you really – what's the spread again, if I'm not mistaken? Which is 36. That? 36? Yeah. I, I could definitely see them covering that spread. Over under 53 scares me because that makes me feel like Mission's going to score 48, 50. Yeah, I, I see that. And I see maybe SMU getting three or seven, maybe a touchdown, maybe yeah. a late touchdown. But I, I can't see them doing anything to challenge Michigan at all. This is going to yeah. be another cakewalk, another week for Michigan and get that offense ready for Big Templar. There you go. And uh, we'll end this uh, portion of the podcast with uh, our college football playoff top four picks. Uh, who do you got coming in in your top four? I'm going to have to oh, look really at the... Got me, got me first. Let, let's go trade for trade. Let's, one, let's do one pick, one pick. One each? <laughs> yeah, I'm still thinking about my So let me do... I got Bama in there, of course. I'll take... I'll match you with Bama. I'll match you with Clemson, probably. I got Clemson in there. I have, obviously, I'm a homer and I'm biased, but I have Michigan winning the Big Ten. So that means I have Michigan in there. Because I think any team that wins the so Big Ten So we're foreshadowing? Yes. Okay, we're foreshadowing. Okay. And I think any team that wins the Big Ten will get into the playoffs automatically. It's one of the best <laughs> conferences in college football. That's going to take, you know, obviously going to take a heavy consideration with the committee. It's so hard to foreshadow, and I think the reason why is when you look at the SEC situation, you think two might get in is Alabama, Georgia. Georgia's obviously on one side of the SEC, opposite of Alabama and Auburn. So 
you look at it's either going to be probably Georgia versus either Alabama or Auburn in the SEC title game. And then you have Alabama Auburn playing last week of the season in the Iron Bowl. So it's basically saying the winner of the Iron Bowl is going to play in the SEC title game probably. Meaning, right. say, if Auburn beats Alabama in the Iron Bowl, and Alabama has one loss, but they don't get to play in the SEC title game. So then you have an Alabama team idle until the college football playoff. And then you have an Auburn team going to play Georgia who could lose and then look bad, and then Alabama hops them for not playing. Yeah. So it's, it's hard because I really like Auburn, but I really like Georgia at the same time. I think it's one of those teams, though. I think the yeah. fourth team is Georgia or Auburn or, or uh, well, we already got Bama in there, so it's either Georgia or Auburn, in my opinion. Yeah, I've and got. So we've both got Bama. Do you have Clemson? I have Bama, Clemson, Michigan, so far. I have. I'm gonna go. It's kind of just boring because it's the same as last year but I think it's going to be Georgia <laughs> and Oklahoma really Georgia and Oklahoma I mean Wisconsin has a shot but I just I see Wisconsin play they look like the typical Wisconsin team that gets Great shut down back. when Hornybrook has to do something they get shut down Right, they always have a great running back, always have a great offensive line. Yeah, but that's about that's where it stops. Like, it's Wisconsin never. Yeah, Memphis is about. But to what I will say is, in the first half. Okay. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Yeah, they that's already a good one for you. Yeah, they got a, they got the ball at the ten yard line, thirty five to ten. Mm. Yeah, they're definitely and, about to cover that. Yeah, but what I was what I wanted to say is um. I always, I always think about this, and it's really interesting to me. So Georgia doesn't see Bama unless it's the title game, right? Unless it's, you mean, SEC title game? Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's the only time they see Bama. Uh, they may play. I hate. They don't play them regular season? No, I don't think they play them this year. Okay. They play Auburn, they play LSU, but they don't play Bama. Okay. Isn't it interesting that for some reason, I don't know why the Big Ten won't make the change. Why is it that Michigan... Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, all on the same side. And whoever wins that side goes in the title game and has to face Wisconsin. You would think <laughs> that, I mean, you would think that they would have conference realignment, at least yeah, division, divisional realignment, because it really isn't that big of a deal in any conference who's in what division, per se, you know. I think it should be to make it more competitive to get, you know, the best two teams in the title game. I completely agree with you. I think it would be beneficial for competition to, you know, change it up a little bit because you're exactly right to have. Right, so I'm, I'm just thinking in my head, why wouldn't you, Michigan, Michigan plays Ohio State every, I mean, every time uh, at the end, last game of the season every year, right? Mm-hmm. So why not have them on opposite sides? And if they both succeed, like we both think they will, they'll be fighting for something more anyway. And it'll be the rivalry. So they'll be fighting for the title game and the rivalry. Why have them going against each other and then whoever loses is out of the title game? Right. So you, but that would cause probably a lot of years a rematch, which I don't know if anybody would complain. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's complaining about it if it was yeah. a rematch, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true, too. But I that's just what, think... I don't want to see all this. It's like... It, it, it's the equivalent to the NBA where all the good teams is on the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and whoever wins the West, you pretty much think is going to win it all. It's the same thing.